0: so jenny and i are going on a bit of a different direction with this one as you can probably tell for the title so we just want to do kind of like a hangout episode where just two friends getting together shooting the shit whatever comes up comes up Uh, hopefully there's some insights in there for you guys and uh yeah it's a bit of variety so if you're looking for something entertaining then hopefully this is it do it cool who's in the hot seat first
1: happy sunday fun day everybody mm-hmm. oh hot seat hot seat hot seat okay let's go ryan what's a gaggle <laughs> i
0: just because i know it i know it stands for a group of something i just don't know what it actually is i've heard it's one of those words you just hear and it's a funny word so i just i like to reuse it so when we went to the park earlier there was a gaggle of dogs meaning just there was a lot <laughs> there was there was a
1: lot a whole bunch of like... There was ten, ten, or ten or
0: more. Ten or more, it becomes a gaggle. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm going with.
1: So now I'm like, what's a human gaggle? It doesn't seem like it would work the same for a human gathering of multiple humans, but that's okay.
0: Yeah, I think it's I think it's just a party, like a party of people. <laughs> I like parties. Well, what is it? A gaggle is a group of cats. A gaggle is a group of cats. Oh, so I, I was Megan for the win in the background. I was pretty I was pretty close, though. Like, it's... It's a group, like,
1: just not, yeah, not, not a group right next of to anything. Dogs. Right. It's
0: well, at they're... least beside it on a scale. <laughs> so I wasn't far off. Oh,
1: my. There are definitely... Uh, this is definitely all kinds of different insights going on on this Sunday fun day. So, yeah. So hot seat number one out of the way. Oh, what's, what's going on?
0: She's She's trying to find out if she's right now.
1: Oh, Megan, Megan's chiming in on the podcast to find out if a gaggle is a group of cats. A gaggle is a collective noun, a medieval hunting term.
0: There's no authoritative answer to how many geese make a gaggle, but it's at least three. <laughs> three or more It's actually...
1: A gaggle. Did you hear that? I heard that three geese make a gaggle.
0: Yes. All right, well... That's even more terrifying than a gaggle of cats.
1: I'm really hoping that.
0: I got attacked by a gaggle of geese.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. Let's go in this direction right now. So, since we're talking about gaggles and gaggles are groups of geese, at the beginning of the pandemic, I went to meet Melina at the park. So, like under the bridge on the way to Gatineau, there's like that Bates Island, right? So, we met there because it was in the middle. And I brought A&W Beyond Meat Burgers. And we're sitting at this picnic table. And, like, seagulls can be aggressive and want your food. And, like, everybody knows, you know, you feed different kinds of birds bread when you're not supposed to and stuff. But there were these two geese. And I swear to God, I have never seen a wild animal so determined to get my food in my life. Like, this thing was coming at me, not hissing. And for those of you who can't see me, I have made a hand into like a huge claw that's coming at my face right now. But this geese was coming at us so aggressively to try and get our burgers, we literally had to move picnic tables. So I hope that you don't ever experience getting attacked by a gaggle of geese because it actually was pretty intimidating.
0: Well, when when I was younger, one of the babysitters I had she would get us all to go to the park and like you know you throw little pieces of bread and stuff and the Canada geese that were around and I don't know what it was that set them off but I just I guess I got a little too close for comfort <laughs> and they started
1: chasing me did they hiss at you
0: oh yeah like I was terrified <laughs> oh god I could just <laughs> at the time like they were probably the size of me so
1: I could just see a mini version of you running away from geese I don't know. Anyways, we've probably gone down a very strange rabbit hole for anybody who's listening, but you know, it's Sunday Fun yeah. Day.
0: Yeah, we're just. And I'm pretty sure. Up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, it maybe it made me remember too that I went to again when I was a lot younger. I was at a petting zoo, and at one point, like one of the goats just started like head butting me in the back of the legs. <laughs> I don't know what I did to piss him off or her. I guess, but. Yeah, that was uh, I was like, what? What is hitting me from behind?
1: <laughs> I got chased by a cow one time when I was in high school. We um, <laughs> we used to so friends of mine in high school lived off March Road when like that development down March Road was still like the country. So we used to go out there and hang out when it was still all farmers' fields and stuff. So we'd chase the cows. Well, yeah, they they chase you back. They don't like that so much. But, anyways, yeah, I don't know who invented cow tipping or where that started, but, um, I don't recommend it a it's mean for the cows, and b they 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 try to prevent it they'll they'll chase you back,
0: yeah, I think that's just set up to trick people into thinking that they can do it, and then they find out the hard way that it's a not possible, and b it's a bad idea. <laughs>
1: And it's just, yeah, it's not nice. It's not surprising. Like, if somebody came over and just pushed you over in the middle of a field, would you chase them back?
0: If I could get up, yeah. 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 That, that was, like, the the little smart cars. I'm sure they still make those or that they're, they're still around. I haven't really seen one in a while. But people, you know, would make the joke about tipping over a smart car at a stoplight just because it's so mini, <laughs> so compact.
1: Yeah, well they make fiats now which are like almost just as small, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's only cool if you can drive it drive it through a house like in the Italian job. <laughs> that that movie made tiny cars badass.
1: The way that tiny cars became epic.
0: Yeah. Drive it it's through like, a hang house. On, I'll, I'll pick you up right outside your bedroom. Just give me a second. Let's <laughs> get up this staircase.
1: At for anybody listening at your own risk, we don't uh recommend driving your smart car through a house because if you do we don't want to be responsible we're definitely going a different direction tonight with this uh little bonus episode
0: well i think i think this is why audio is a better platform because people can convey your tone whereas if i wrote this in a blog post or something and it was just text people can interpret that however they wish right yeah
1: yeah um let's see what else can we get into well I told everybody on Facebook that I would talk about the fact that I quit my job this week. Yeah. Which is super exciting. Um, So let's talk about that. So I quit my job. And I think what I'd like to touch on is how you know it's the right time to quit your job. So for me, I knew it was time to quit my job because... I had certain things in place and I just couldn't imagine going back into the building and I'll try and keep it pretty vague because my relationship with my previous employers is important to me but I just had this feeling in my life that it was time to move on it was time to do bigger things I'd been going to school for a long time but it's um, pretty risky because it prevents me from collecting CERB now but I just knew that I was at the point in my life where I wanted to tap into things that felt more in line with what I was supposed to do. And with all of the people that we follow, if anybody else follows Gary Vaynerchuk or Lewis Howes or any of the other big gurus on there, they kind of tell you there's a point where you just have to take the plunge. So in this middle of this gigantic Ottawa heat wave, I took a plunge, but not into (laughs) any sort of real cold water.
0: Was it the Nest he plunge?
1: Okay, what's that?
0: I was at the old commercial for, like, Nest Tea, the branded. There. They take a sip of it, and then they fall backwards into a pool of iced tea.
1: Oh, my. Well, we'll make sure to put that commercial in the show notes if we can find it on YouTube for you. There was something else I wanted to touch on too quick. It was – I had a question for you, and I don't remember what it was.
0: Well, I thought you had more to say about taking the plunge, like –
1: Ooh.
0: Mm. I was just throwing in a joke there, but I still want to hear hear about the whole experience.
1: <laughs> um, Well, I had been debating for a long time because I've been serving food for 15 years to people. And it's such an easy way to make money. It's such a fallback. But I've been going to school for eight months in design. And really, I don't think I would have quit my job if it wasn't for the pandemic. And... I think one of the big things I hear from people, even though I'm so tired of talking about fucking COVID, is not because it's not important, it's just been dominating our lives for so long, is I think not just for me, but for a lot of people, like, I don't know, I just knew after slowing down during the pandemic and doing more of what I wanted to do, more of the podcast, more of going to school, more of things that filled me up rather than depleted my energy, That when I thought about going back to the way I was before, everything inside my body was like, no, I can't do it. I couldn't even imagine walking in and opening the door, putting my stuff in my locker, putting on my apron and saying hi to people. I just knew I was done. And I'm not recommending to everybody that you quit your job without a plan because it's not like I don't have a plan Mm -hmm. that I don't have a safety net I didn't just go off the hinge or dive into a giant pool of iced tea without thinking about it I had (laughs) I had been thinking about this for a long time and I think there's also something to be said about stepping out on a high note versus letting something just wear you down and wear you down and then you end up either rage quitting or saying the wrong thing to a coworker or to a supervisor. And I don't know if there was just something inside me that said, it's time to just do something different. And I'm in the right financial situation right now. I have enough of a safety net going on. I know I have new job possibilities on the horizon that it was like, it's time to go. So. I don't know what the right situation is for everybody, but I'm pretty sure not just with your job, but in life, if you are hearing a gigantic no out of every facet in your being, it's probably not something you should be doing anymore. And that doesn't mean we don't have to do things we don't like or we don't want to do because we all need to make a living and we need to get through hard times and there are uncomfortable situations. But if you have choices and one of them is a hard no, I would recommend going the other way, even if it 's a little bit riskier, because there's this fine line between like so what I like to say is i'm a li- 'm excited but i'm also a little bit afraid. The funny part is is because i've been not working for three and a half months because of the pandemic, a lot of the risk associated with it weared off very quickly but I think there are things that add up in everybody's life that tell you when you come to that crossroad, which way you should like, there's always a direction that's pulling you. And it's, I think, a matter of whether you are prepared to stay safe or not. And I just couldn't imagine playing it safe anymore. All the ducks at this moment lined up, but your ducks never stay in a row. But when it came to this decision, it just felt like everything was adding up. All the people in my life were like, yes, do it. I support you. I'm behind you. Now's the time. But I had already decided. And the funny part is, is after I decided, so many other people were like, well, I don't think I want to go back to my job either. And I'm like, Uh well, I can't tell you what to do. But I mean, if you've been really unhappy for a long time, you have to do the hard work to get out. And then you just have to make a decision at some point when it is you're going to jump. So I just jumped. And yeah, it's weird. But I think it's really good
0: so would you still do you think you still would have done it by this point if it wasn't for the pandemic and being in the situation you are now or do you think that that helped that decision like come up quicker i guess or almost like the blessing in disguise is you're in this opportunity you're taking it now
1: i think one of two things would have happened if we didn't have the pandemic i think i would have become seriously stressed out because I was already a place in my life where I was only capable of doing four things I felt like at that point and I felt overwhelmed already so I was working fullish time like part-time full-time waiting tables I was going to school part-time online so like 20 to 25 hours a week on top of working 20 to 25 hours a week I was doing the podcast with us and I was Oh, and I had personal relationships. So girlfriend, friends, family, all that kind of stuff to fulfill. And I kept hearing people in my life be like, you're running too much. You're doing too much. You can't do all this. And I was like, I'm only doing four major things. I'm seeing my girlfriend. I'm going to work. I'm going to school and I'm working on the podcast. And I was unwilling to give up any of those four, but I knew something had to give. And then the pandemic happened and it naturally eliminated work from my, from my table and made room for the other three. And all the way along, even though I needed to work and I needed the money and for the most part, for a restaurant, we work in a very positive environment. We have good coworkers, we serve good food, we have good clientele. I've worked in much worse places in my life than where I was currently working, but Something had to give, and all the way along, I wanted to give up work. But we can't just give up money because we live in a capitalist society that's dominated by income. You need to pay rent, you have bills, you need to eat, even just those basic needs. But I needed something to give, and work just gave on its own. And then the compounding of events around the pandemic, around serving people, close encounters with people who aren't wearing masks, who aren't social distancing, It just made sense. And I didn't, I had to decide where I wanted to put my effort and my energy. So I think if the pandemic hadn't happened, I would have continued that way and been seriously stressed out. And I probably would have had to give up something I didn't want to give up, like either more social time with my friends, which I needed, or I would have fallen behind in school more than I already was, or I would have had to... Spend less time with my girlfriend or my family or whatnot or started sleeping significantly less and I would have been unhappy and I would have been stressed And so I probably would have ended up eventually quitting my job either way But it could have been in a much more negative situation or I would have missed out on something a lot more meaningful and Much more future driven because I never wanted to be a server forever so I always knew I wanted to quit But I wouldn't have given up my income necessarily as my first choice or even by choice because I would have felt like I couldn't. But the pandemic naturally removed that. So it kind of inadvertently steered me in the right direction all the way along. And then I just had to listen to myself and hear the no that constantly kept coming. Like I was having nightmares about work, about going back to work and I'm like, I thought there was supposed to be government dated bylaws and stuff like this. Why is this restaurant full? And my manager is yelling at me and people are getting upset. And I'm like throwing my apron off and going home. And like two weeks later, I'd have another serving nightmare and anybody who's waited tables knows what serving nightmares are like. Well, I was having server nightmares that were taking place during a pandemic where I'd be serving like 12 tables or parties, like two parties of 25 where like everybody walked in at once. And I'm like, are we supposed to be social distancing and i'd go to the host and i'm like you need to stop seating people and they're like oh we're not allowed we were told we can't and i'm like but there's a pandemic and why are we full and they're standing room only and like i was having these kinds of nightmares and then when i in my waking life when i thought about walking in the door to work i was just like this is not the direction for me now this is not this is not the direction and I knew there had to be a time where I had to make the decision to transition and it just, this is when it came to light. So, I mean, anybody out there who's listening needs to decide for themselves when it's the right time to quit your job and make that transition. But like I said, I have a lot of safety nets in place. I'm an older server, so I don't live off my tips. I always have money stashed away. So I have a bit of a buffer um i'm currently living with family so i have a bit of a financial buffer that way if i get into a rough situation and i'm coming very close to the end of my curriculum in school so it was only a matter of time before i started looking for a different um job anyway and then the podcast was picking up so go where the universe is pushing you is kind of what i did
0: yeah and You have to be more open to those messages, too, because I think one of the big blessings in disguise for the pandemic in general is that like I just have more time to reflect and listen to what's going on, because before it's just constant distractions like you're driving to work and then you're there and then you're driving home and then there's something going on and then you want to go hang out with friends and like there's always just something. And then you have days where I mean, for myself, I would have days where I just feel wrecked like there's something wrong, something needs to change, something needs to be different. But then it's like, I can't think about this anymore. I got to run to the next thing or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And then yeah, it just gets hard. But even though there's might be certain aspects about life that you don't necessarily enjoy. uh, It's hard to like, do something to get yourself out of it when it's just constantly going because even just taking one thing out of, out of your life, like, like your job and starting something completely new can be scary. And even though you may not enjoy it, it's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's like, it's still hard to leave it, you know? So I feel like being in a situation with the pandemic where maybe, uh, if you're off work for a period of time or you're working from home, you just, you have a little bit more time to sit with yourself and reflect and like, with the, um, episode that we recorded with Jason, like he was bringing that up a lot and made me think about it more, but the fact of like how often we don't really just get in tune with ourselves. Right. And I think that's the key because it's important to say as well, it's not like being in the restaurant business or being a server is bad at all. Like if that's what you choose as a profession or you do it for one year or five, whatever, it doesn't matter. Right. But it's, your personal experience brought you to this point and you felt the need that you had to leave that may not be the same for everybody you know so it's yeah you just got to listen to yourself and figure out what your what your body's and your mind are trying to tell you like what or I should say your spirit is trying to tell you
1: mm-hmm. i was thinking and spirit at the same time that yeah, you said that
0: when i said mind i was like no no not mind spirit mm-hmm. <laughs> um Cause yeah, it's not going to steer you wrong. Like you get this, you, you, you get like feelings in your body. And if you're, if you're paying attention to those things, those are the right messages. And I think too, for like what you said about, you know, you have your financial buffer and you're in a situation where you can actually make this call. I think that's important too, not just like jump and then be like, okay, I don't have a, I don't have a job. What do I do now? Like I, I, or like, unless, you know, your back's against the wall. You're probably going to figure something out if you have to. Right. But, uh, it's good to pull all your assets together be like, what's my situation? Like, do I have a backup plan? Do I have somewhere to go if things don't work out? Can I always go back if things don't work out? Like what kind of support system do I have in my life? So,
1: yeah, for lack of a better metaphor, I didn't like not check the water before I jumped off the cliff for sure. Mm. And In terms of serving there is absolutely nothing wrong with waiting tables or being a server I have been a server for 15 years this is the second time I've quote-unquote retired and I would never (laughs) even say that I for sure will never go back because it's such a familiar easy way to make money and I loved it there were many 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 years I loved it when I first started in the industry I was like this is like summer camp for adults but you get paid and you get to have drinks with your friends every day like this is the best um and I would say the same thing about when I came back and even though I'm quitting now and I had no idea when I came back to serving that I needed to come back um and that it would take me in the directions that it took me bring me to the people it brought me to bring me to the projects that it brought me to but yeah I mean You don't just jump off you don't just make a big decision like quitting your job or moving across the country or doing things on a whim even though i've done a lot of those things that people might think are crazy like (laughs) i last time i quit my job which was also serving i packed up my entire car with my partner and our dog and i drove across the country to work for a whale watching company for only a six-month contract um and a lot of people were like are you insane? You just quit both your jobs to go and work for a whale watching country, like company in the middle of nowhere. But when you want something and it's the right thing, everything comes together. Like I had three weeks notice. We subletted our apartment to a friend. We packed the car, we drove, we got there. And I worked for that company for two and a half years doing something. I loved seeing things that I never thought I would get to see in my life and there's just a feeling sometimes where you just know you're like, I can't say no to this or conversely in this situation, like I can't say yes to going back, but I also can't say no to this opportunity to transition. And I think that's just a feeling you have inside and you check, you do, you do risk assessments. Like we talked about in the COVID episode, you do risk assessments. What's, and everybody's barometer for how they live their life is different. So everybody's risk assessments are going Mm -hmm. to be different. Everybody needs a different level of safety, a different safety net, a different, um, buffer to not freak out when you make big choices and some people like big risks and some people don't i i've never planned any of these things i've never looked ahead and planned them i never knew when i went to work for the whale watching company i applied for the job on the whim because i've always loved whales and i wanted to see more of nature and i wanted to live in a small town and do different things and i got an email at seven in the morning like two weeks after i applied and did two interviews getting an invitation to work there and i was like Mm -hmm uh what what am what am i going to do and i just couldn't say no so i packed up my car and off i went and i did it two summers in a row and they offered me remote work and i worked for them for two years you just don't know what direction your life's going you just have to say yes when it's the right thing for you and it's the right level of risk and you just have to trust that it's all going to work out and have a, a little bit of a plan and then just work hard Like, work hard. Put in the time. Like, things take so much more time than you imagine. I still feel like, okay, I go to school and I do the podcast pretty much. I don't even socialize that much right now because of the pandemic. And I still feel like I can't get done in a day what I need to get done. And I don't have kids. And I don't go to work right now. Or commute or anything. So, it just tells you, like, I think there's a reason why high achievers get up so early in the morning. And... It's the right confluence of things. Like, I forget who said recently, one of our guests said, like, get a mentor. And it helps. Get a mentor. Pick the people who are in your life or who sit in the front row in your life really carefully. And, you know, be bold. Create ideas. There was something I posted on our page today where it said, um, what did it say? I could look it up real quick here. Hold on. I posted it on the podcast Instagram page. And it said... Someone has already created my idea and then has a pie chart and it says your idea and it's like a little bit over a quarter of a full pie. And then it's like how you execute your idea is the other three quarters. Because maybe your idea isn't 100% original, but you're different. How you're going to do it is different. How you're going to live your life is going to be different. The choices you're going to make are going to be different. And part of it is just being okay being different. Or knowing that, like, hey, maybe how many other people are doing podcasts right now, but those people aren't you and me.
0: Yeah, we could have just said, well, there's already a million podcasts getting made, so why even try? You know? Right. It's not it's not an it's not a new idea, but yeah, it's it's about what you offer and even just podcasts that I've come across, there's interview based ones that I really like. There's some that are storytelling ones. There's some that do like Q and A style like, or there's different themes for them, whatever depends on whatever you're into. So yeah, it's going to look a little different for everybody. And even what I said before about, you know, like figuring out a bit of a process and pulling all your assets, like that's, <laughs> I realized I said that cause that's something more I would do. Like I've always been more of a planner. So I would say like you don't necessarily have to listen to anyone else or even to us. Like, if you, are like super gung ho and you go for it. Like if you decide to just quit your job on a dime and then like, all right, I got two weeks to find a job. Like if you operate that way, and if you get laser focused into one thing and you just don't stop until you get something else, then you're probably going to be fine. But if you're someone that gets a little bit nervous about being in a situation like that, then, you know, maybe uh, take a little bit more time to consider (laughs) all of your options. But, Yeah, it's so interesting because we say, you know, we see people do stuff like they pack up their entire life, quit their job, go and like literally become a world traveler and they just make money as they go and try and figure it out along the way. Right. And we we think that that's crazy, but people do it all the time. So it's only crazy to us because we haven't tried to do it before, you know. And yeah, it's just about experience and tasting things like how do you know you like something unless you try it? You know, like you're never going to know if you're good at something unless you start from the beginning again. You know, you got to you got to be the new guy or new girl <laughs> like at some point again. Right. To learn something. So, yeah, it's it's just interesting because everyone and I think that's part of why I like to talk and learn from other people so much is because I'm getting like a firsthand experience. Right. Right. Because someone like anyone could write a, a good story, but it's like, did they actually go through this? What was that like? What can they tell me? And there's a lot of uh, like there was a magazine I was reading before and when I was more into like hardcore music, but they had a, a section where it was like a roadie or a, man, a tour manager or, like some other position and they would write an article about like five lessons they've learned in the industry. So it's almost like trying to give people. Um, feedback. and like, if you're going to get into this, these are things that you can avoid doing that I did. Right. Mm -hmm. So I know it's it's cool. And I think that's one of the big things that I've started to think about a lot more in general is just like being trying to be more accepting of like all different types of processes. And I'm trying to learn myself to be a little bit more spontaneous with with certain things. Where it's like, I don't have to plan out everything. It's like, I can leave this, even though I planned on doing it. Like, I can leave it, go do that other thing, and then I can come back later if I don't get to it, whatever. It can wait, you know? And uh, yeah, just kind of having a nice mix of planning, but also being spontaneous.
1: Yeah, when you were talking about that, there was a couple things that came to my mind. Number one, the first thing I felt that, like, was coming out of that is there's no right way to live your life. Like... It just doesn't exist. There's the way your parents tell you or the way society tells you, but there's no right way to live your life. If you're a person who likes a lot of safety, who needs to calculate the risks, who needs to plan, plan, calculate, have a buffer, build that huge savings account. Um, If you're a person who likes to just like jump in the car and do it, quit your job like you said in two weeks and that lights the fire under your butt to get it done, do it. I think that's the first thing. And then when I was listening to you talk, the other thing I felt like is be aware that almost everything requires patience and a little bit of hard work or a lot of hard work or just work in general. And maybe it doesn't need to be hard, but you just need to do the work. Ta-da! There's the quote for you folks. But most things don't come to anybody overnight. We often see things and we hear overnight success or we think overnight success or Unless you're extremely affluent and have a ton of money and you're like a trust fund baby, not that even they have easy lives because there's other burdens that I'm sure they deal with and they come with, but there's no right way to live your life. Be patient, work hard and just follow your gut. And I feel like you can't go wrong.
0: Yeah. And you have to give yourself time too. Like you said, it takes a lot of patience and it's not going to happen overnight because you see yourself in position number 1 like at the starting point and then you look at someone that's way ahead of you and you got to remind you got to remind yourself that you know they've been at this 10 years obviously if they're there I'm not going to be them already like you know <laughs> or where they are already so it's yeah you got to be willing to you know trudge through the mud a little bit to get to uh, the clearing kind of idea right like it's not going to be easy the whole way but i think that's why it's the the subtle art of not giving a fuck was so interesting to me because there's that one thing he said where he's like all life is suffering but you just got to pick something you enjoy like the, the suffering that you'll like right <laughs> it's like what kind of what kind of shit do i want to deal with i gotta mm-hmm. pick right mm-hmm. there, there's always going to be something but it's like if you love it right like the classic idea of being a rock star right everyone loves the the idea of it but do they enjoy the the long hours sitting there learning how to play and then going into the studio and trying to write songs and trying to get along with everyone in the band and make sure everyone's happy and then figuring out the tour and then you're gone from your family for eight months like you don't think about all that stuff you just picture yourself standing on the stage with a screaming crowd right yeah so it's it's got to be something you're going to enjoy the whole way
1: yeah, and I think when you talk about like ten years, somebody ten years ahead of you, did you see? I'm sure you did see this week, but Gary
0: Varnerchuk or Vaynerchuk. You just call him Gary V.
1: Gary V. He.
0: That's, that's what he. That's what he calls himself because it's just easier. Gary V. He, I think yeah. it's Vaynerchuk. Gary V.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm getting weird. Um, he did a post this week. Did you see it? Where he. Was like, this was me, like, I don't remember how many years ago. And he's like, this young dude just working in a wine store. And then he had like mm. another picture where it was like, this was me a little bit later. And he's like, or this was me for this many years sitting at a table booth at a wine show. And then like, this is him now. And people just look at somebody like Gary Vee and they look at him now and they see like millions of Instagram followers and tea with Gary Vee and running his own media company. And but they don't see the super young mid-twenties guy who like grueled away in a wine shop just like stocking shelves and tasting wine with his friends and learning that way. Um, so just follow your path because you don't know what it's going to be. Keep working.
0: Yeah, and I think the reason, I don't watch him like constantly all the time, but I just kind of catch little videos or posts that he makes. And I think the re- the reason why I like him is that he says that same thing too, where like he gives advice and then he's just like, Yeah, but fuck that. Like, don't listen to what I don't listen. You don't have to do what I'm telling you. Like, you can still do your own thing. Right. But he's trying to give people advice. And I think I like that he shows a little peek behind the curtain. Like you see his process. And that's why the documenting thing makes sense, because you're documenting your life anyway. Like, you know, you have a gathering, you take everyone just took photos and then they created photo albums. Mm -hmm. Right. Or they just or they have stories that they remember from going through their career or whatever it is and I think it's kind of a cool idea that you can see the like the process and then for him looking back right like having seeing that photo he was probably like wow like that's that's where I started right it's crazy when you look back all of a sudden and then all that other shit in the middle tends to not really matter so much you don't remember all those like the really hard times when you're like yeah I remember like that's how it started and now we're here and this is amazing. <laughs>
1: yeah it's interesting even how much changes in a year let alone when you look back that far like it's crazy what can happen in such a short period of time so i don't know it's just it's a journey you just gotta keep going you never know you don't know who's gonna come into your life you don't know who's gonna leave your life you just i don't know it's crazy when i first started looking at how little control I actually have in my life how at first I was scary, but it's also kind of liberating. Yeah. Just you have no, you don't have a lot of control over what happens. You have, you can pick what you want to do for work and you can, you can pick the people you want to be around to a certain extent because they're relationships. So other people always have a say, but I don't know. I mean, your choices really are day to day and risk assessments. And I want, I never touched back on what you said about stillness and spending time with yourself, but I'm reading a book right now by Ryan Holiday, and I'll get the title wrong, but it's basically <laughs> something like Stillness is the Way. And it, with how busy our world is between social media and streaming television, and how you can binge watch now, like, you don't have to wait Thursday to Thursday to see the next new episode Mm. of Seinfeld or ER or whatever it was. You don't have to wait week to week anymore. You can watch every single episode right away and you can be on your phone or you can be texting or you can be on your computer or there's so many options to not sit with yourself and to listen. But I mean, how are you ever supposed to know which way to go if you don't just turn it all off?
0: Yeah. And I think to, to kind of explain that a little bit more, like at least from my experience, I'd say in the last like month and a bit is I think it's key to, it doesn't, it doesn't have to look like you sitting cross-legged meditating and just being alone with your thoughts necessarily. Like if you're just going on a walk or, uh, you get up kind of early in the morning, you just sit with your coffee for a bit, like don't have any other distraction or stimulation going on to kind of distract you from what your thoughts are. And I was, I was just struggling with attaching myself to my thoughts all the time and like judging myself and beating myself up for having certain thoughts. But they're just, the way I look at it now is that it's someone else's thoughts that I've gained over time that I've now created in my head as this loop, like a story. So when you start to listen to it, you, you just question it too, right? You're like, where did that come from? Who, who, who said that to me? That's not what I actually think. You know, it's like, I'm trying to become a more accepting, understanding person, but then I still catch my mind, my thoughts being judgmental. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, it, it can be very freeing to just accept the world and life like it is, you know, and just, it's liberating because then it doesn't have a hold on you. You don't, you don't have to care about something anymore that you don't actually have control over, whether you think you do or not. You know, it's just, it's, the the book I've been listening to lately has been called Radical Acceptance, and she described it as being, you know, like, you've created this prison for yourself and your mind. Like, I can't do that. I won't be good at this. This isn't good enough for me. I don't feel worthy. I don't feel loved, whatever, right? You You put up all the bars, and then they just stay there. So then you're just, you feel very restricted, you know, and I, I've had moments even through the pandemic where I felt these weird feel, like senses where it's like I said something I was thinking and then afterwards I was like, how are people going to take that? Was, that? was that bad? Like, You know, I was like, but I did it anyway. And now it, the more I do it, it just gets more comfortable, right? Even just sitting and talking like this. You know, talk to me three months ago, i had been like, I don't want to, I don't want to say that, like, publicly, (laughs) you know?
1: Yeah, there's a big difference between what you say in private to close confidants and close relationships than what you put out in public. But it's, and I think it's important to have a filter, like, don't get me wrong, I don't think you should just run Mm. around the world saying whatever you
0: want. But, well, be respectful about it, right? Yeah, but like, I think it's important not, to be honest. Your intention is not to, like, harm or insult directly, right? As long as you have a good intention behind it, I think you're fine, right?
1: Yeah. It always starts with kindness for me. Like, try to be kind. Yeah. And I fail at that a lot.
0: Um, yeah, well, that's the important thing is, like, I'm I'm saying, to, like, I fail at it too. And I just want to be better. Mm-hmm. and. The like the ego is a lot of what people call it, right? I it's kind of just the the thoughts that you think to yourself, I guess, would be considered the ego
1: mm-hmm.
0: in general. Um, yeah. Sorry. What was what was the last thing you said? I was just gonna touch on something from that. Can't remember what it was now.
1: I said something about. Um... It all starts with kindness, but sometimes I fail Mm -hmm. at that.
0: No, I just – you still have those thoughts where, like, I'm trying to be accepting and then someone does something. And then that old story, like, the ego kind of kicks in and it's just like, this is wrong, defend, attack, like, you know. (laughs)
1: Like,
0: you have to stop this now. And then I'm like, nope, it's fine. I'm like, I'm completely fine right now. There's nothing – bad happening and you just kind of let it go and you just like I sit there with like this these like nerves kicking in in my body and I'm like you're I'm like everything's great you're fine
1: (laughs) have you ever read the four agreements no okay I'm gonna have to do some googling but um it's a book written by an author called Don Miguel Ruiz and I'm looking up what the agreements are right now
0: Is the first one that I have to read it?
1: Um, I recommend people do read it because I think it's a really good book and they're really simple things to integrate into your life. But um, let me see if I can tell you what the four agreements are here if Google would agree with me and not just tell me how to buy the book. (laughs) Um, One of the four agreements is uh, be impeccable with your word uh agreeing with the four agreements let's see if it has them listed here
0: it's a good word too impeccable
1: yeah let me just i'm trying to like hold my mic and google on my phone and i can be a talented person but if you hear a loud it's bang it's because i um <laughs> i dropped my mic mic drop it started with a bang doo, doo, doo. Oh, that song yeah. was playing at work today sing it out okay here we go
0: no i, I can't okay <laughs> no one wants to hear me sing right now oh well, i masaline. don't know
1: Ooh, that's a challenge now i feel like asking you to sing me a song okay so it's a book basically about um it's an inspiration from the ancient Toltec people to help transform people in their lives into a new experience of freedom true happiness and love yeah 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 so All that good stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all that uh, woo-woo, as they call it. But no, I like reading stuff like this. And you take away what you take away from every book, and everybody's different. But the first agreement is, like, be impeccable with your word, which is kind of what we were just talking about. And something that I think is really hard that relates back to the ego, like you said, is the second agreement in this book is don't take anything personally. Mm, Yeah. So even when people come at you with something – there's there's a moment where you need to kind of step back and just say like ask the question a little bit deeper like what's really going on here um and then the third agreement is don't make assumptions and then agreement number four is just always do your best and the book expands a little bit more on those agreements but they're just four really simple ways to start like trying to be better i feel like like just think about how you talk keep your word be honest Is kind of how I interpret be impeccable with my word. And then know that like when it says don't take anything personally, you don't know what's going on for other people. You don't know Mm. what's going on in their personal life, going on in their head, going on in that situation. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I was at the grocery store a week ago and there were so many people too close to me, not wearing masks, invading my personal space that I literally almost turned around at a lady and was like, just wear your fucking mask.
0: Like,
1: just be fucking respectful. But I didn't, thankfully. Um, But like, if I had, people probably would have been like, whoa, that lady's crazy or what a bitch or blah, blah. But you don't know that inside, I'm just suffering a lot of social anxiety and public anxiety because there's too many people too close to me in this situation, which I would probably struggle with during a regular time, which is weird because I work in a restaurant surrounded by people all of the time. But Like, you don't know what's going on for other people, so don't make assumptions. Then just be the best person you can be. And then learn new things and be better.
0: Yeah, well, it it can be hard, though, not to take things personally, right? Because especially with something that they don't know that you're dealing with, then it just hits so close to home, but they have no idea that they've just hit a a trigger or a soft spot. And then you react and then... (laughs) They're just thrown back, right? But yeah. you also don't know what's going on with them. Just yeah. some small interaction with you could have been the thing that could have been the last straw that broke the camel's back kind of thing, right? And mm-hmm. there it was like building up, building up, building up, and then they scream at their barista.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Here's your coffee in your face. <laughs> Whoa, like, yeah. I'm sorry. I was like two minutes late. With- you don't know. So, Yeah.
0: Yeah, but it's it's hard in the moment, right? And I think that's why it has to become more of a practice over time because then you get better at it and you're not I'm not saying you'll be perfect at it all the time. And it's not like a normal conversation, like serving you can just walk up to a table and be like, Sorry, I'm really nervous right now. I have social anxiety really bad. Right? Like you don't you don't just say those things in normal conversation. But how brilliant
1: if you did.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I one time I one time came in after I had a bad allergic reaction the night before. My table's like, "Hey, how's it going?" I was like, "I'm all right." And they're like, "You seem kind of kind of shaky." I was like, "Yeah, I had an allergic reaction last night. Bear with me. I'm just trying to like collect myself." And they're like, "Oh my god." Like they were sh- like <laughs> stunned. Honesty is so
1: amazing like that. Like yeah. I just I don't know. I think we start out to be these like really perfect representations of ourselves in new jobs in new relationships in I don't know lots of things and just as a career reference as time went on more and more and more I became less tolerant of rudeness like I used to just be like okay ha 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 laugh it off blah 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 I'm sorry, lady, you're two tables away and I'm talking to another guest and you're saying, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Would you do that if your friends were having a conversation at the table eight times over? I will come. I will get to you. That's just, you know, like, so I remember telling her, I'll be like, I'm like, I went to her table after her and she was like, well, I needed you. And I'm like, well, was it urgent? Because clearly I was talking to somebody else. Yeah. Like, mm, let's not get going. Let's not go on a server rant because we're already hitting an hour and we don't have time
0: for that game. Yeah, no, no I want to I stay on the philosophical track, but I just wanted to say one funny story from a place I worked in Toronto. So it was, uh, we did board games there as well. And, like, we had people that were kind of the, the game masters. They would, they knew, you know, 100 plus whatever games and they would they would go over to tables and teach them. And if they were in the middle of teaching a game, because sometimes it can take, you know, 10 to 15 minutes, we would just write down the game and the table number and we'd pass them a note and then they'd put it in their pocket. So this one table, they're like, oh, yeah, we want them to teach us this I was like, OK, I don't know it, but I'll let them know. Right. So I, I'm literally in front of them, write the note, go over and give it to him. And he puts it in his pocket. Five minutes later, I come out of the kitchen and the guy is standing next to the game master at the the other person's table and everyone else is is like looking at this guy really weird like what the fuck are you doing here man and (laughs) I come over and I was like what what what's what's going on he's like oh I'm just trying to get it I'm trying to get him to come teach me a game I'm like can you literally not see that he's in the middle of teaching one right now like you're probably standing close enough to him that you can smell his lunch (laughs) like I just don't get how people don't like understand that (laughs) like Oh, that's so weird and rude. I don't know.
1: I mean but I'm not I'm not perfect by any means and um I don't know. I just yeah. I mean I don't understand people who zip and zoom in and out of traffic on a road not understanding that A, you're not gonna get there that much quicker than the cars that you're <laughs> passing, and B, you're endangering the lives of other people. Like just chill exit. Like, yeah. just do
0: them like that. Just pull it back just
1: a little bit. And, but like, it's... take off the blinders. We were gifted peripheral vision. <laughs> and just, like, look around a little bit. And I'm not trying to sound judgmental or harsh, but literally, like, you can just put blinders on and look straight ahead. Or you can take a minute, look around, take it in, use your empathy. And, like, check yourself for just a sec. Just take a minute and think about putting yourself in somebody else's shoes like as a server or an ex-server now when I sit in a restaurant and I see a server running their butt off and my stuff's late I know what you're going through so I'm not going to give you a hard time I'm not going to be like um where's my food um I need a steak knife um like and I think we can do this in a lot more situations than just the situations that we're experts or professionals in.
0: Yeah, but it like you because we have an, an understanding of what it's like in the service industry. We we notice those things, right? So if I'm out with other people and they're trying to you know wave a flag them down or something, I'll be like, no, no, like look, they're busy over there. But, like something else probably happened. They have to deal with that first. Like they know we're here. They've come over like four times already. They know that they'll come over when they can. Like just you know give it a little bit more time but yeah it's uh well with, when you were saying about people like cutting you off on the road and stuff I, I always like reel myself in a little bit i'm like yeah but maybe they just got like a bad phone call and they just like have to run somewhere and they're like really worried or panicked but maybe i give people too much too much leeway and that's not always the case some people are just being dicks and it, that that kind of stuff i've learned to let go a little bit more just cuz it's like well i've i've also i've just accepted that people are always trying to get ahead in any small way, you know, it's like a traffic jam. It's like, good for you. You got two cars ahead. You got there like a minute before me.
1: <laughs> right. So here's something I learned recently or I checked in with myself about, or I heard, or I don't really remember, but it's like when you're scared or when something scares you or makes you nervous or uncomfortable, oftentimes our initial reaction is anger. So like when that car cut me off, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm like, fuck you, buddy. And I'm giving him the finger. But like, (laughs) really, I'm giving him the finger and swearing at him because he cut me off and I felt scared and I felt unsafe. Just like the lady Mm -hmm. in the grocery Mm -hmm. store. I almost yelled at for not wearing a mask. You're too close to me. I'm uncomfortable. I feel unsafe. The initial reaction is anger a lot of times before fear, assuming it's a close call, at least. I heard recently and I was like, oh... I'm being mean and aggressive to you because you're scaring me.
0: Yeah. And with the with all the COVID stuff going on, it's like I'd rather not wear a mask, you know, but I think it's just a, a, a social respect thing at this point. Like I'm glad that they made it mandatory for people to wear it in enclosed spaces because if I'm going in there or you know, Megan's going in there, or family, or anyone I know. But I I know that it provides a little bit more safety. But like I don't care if you don't want to wear one. But like at least now, you know, if you're going outside just for a walk, or you just choose not to go out to the grocery store or anything, then that's fine. But you know, it's just being respectful of other people too. And just if somebody says, you know, I'm not comfortable with this, it just it's like okay, sure, I'll do it out of respect for you. You know.
1: But how crazy is it that we have to make rules, laws, bylaws, all kinds of things to teach people or to set lines so people will continue to be good to other people? Because that's why we have police. Mm -hmm. That's why we have, like, you know, that's why people go to jail for murder. That's why, you know, we have to create all these parameters to just be good to each other. Like, and I'm probably a little bit different or a little bit weird or more empathetic or I don't know. But sometimes I look around and I think, like, is it, like, just, I don't know, just take a minute and think about somebody else. Just think about it. But.
0: Yeah. I don't well, know. Well, I mean, I'm, people can feel free to agree or disagree. With, 100%. With anything. Like, I'm open to hearing what other what other people have to say as long as it's informative or productive like if you have a really good argument against it i'm willing to hear you out but i just i'm not saying that i'm like can't hey, fuck you all you have to wear a mask even though you don't want to it's like i don't want to do it either it's like i've just kind of accepted this situation i'm in i live in canada i wanted to wear a mask to be respectful of everyone else when i went out and now that it's mandatory it's like you know hopefully that's a helpful direction to go in yeah i just i don't know
1: yeah. No, I, do, I agree with you. Oh, I don't know right.
0: if that's you or me.
1: Pause. We're frozen. Is it still recording? Uh...
0: Jenny has left the building.
1: Well, the thing is still recording. I think. Can you hear me?
0: She's slowly coming back.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm coming back, people. I'm coming back from this frozen land.
0: Am I back? Almost there.
1: Oh, Okay. Da, na, 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 na. Hello. Hi. Mm-hmm. Am I back? Yeah. Okay. Great. Hi, folks. I'm back. I'm back You're... from the land of the internet frozen.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Internet. Well. Other other than that, I was gonna kind of tangent into just to to finish out maybe for tonight is that with all the black lives matter movement and all the different, you know, social justice that has been coming up. I've, I've noticed that as much of a accepting and understanding person as I'm trying to be, there's still a lot more that I can do. And there's a lot more, there's still judgments that I have that I have to kind of get rid of. And yeah, it's, it's, it's hard because if it's been ingrained for so long, like, you know, Traditionally traditionally it's like guys are like this and girls are like this and then this is how we classify people and but then when you try to just you know step back further and further and further as you know you have all these like labels and slots that you try to put in places and put on people and it's hard not to do it you know at Mm -hmm. at times and you got to catch yourself or other people have to catch you and you have to be willing you have to be willing to be wrong and just kind of you know. You're like, Oh, okay. Now I'm aware of that. Got it. (laughs) Logged.
1: Yeah. I think it's important. One of the, one of the things I always try to revert back to when I'm in conflict or situations that are hard like that, that involve other people is there's three versions of every story. There's my version, there's your version, and there's the truth. And the truth is always somewhere in the middle. So when there's conflict Very, very rarely is one person 100% right. And I think a little bit of or a lot of understanding and space is needed to transition through difficult times like with Black Lives Matter and social justice. Like we need to give people room to be wrong so that they can be better.
0: Yeah. Like I I understand that things can be like really hypersensitive and very high alert at first. But then it's, you know, people have to be willing to notice where certain pitfalls are.
1: Oh, Ryan has our, left the building. Our,
0: our, what's the word? Traditional mindsets. Oh, and now I've left. Oh, you're back. I'm back already? Okay, cool. So I don't know if we've lost anything. Traditional mindsets. About, like, yeah, yeah you have to be willing to notice and dismantle those kind of mindsets that we have toward other people or other genders or whatever it is like, and yeah, just accepting and kind of like a live, let live policy, you know, like unless they're treading on my life in some way that's astronomical, then I feel like it's not really that big of a deal, (laughs) you know?
1: And I feel like, How many times does every little kid fall off their bike before they learn how to ride it? Mm -hmm. You're going to say the wrong thing. You're going to use the wrong word. You're going to just keep falling off your bike, fall off your bike, fall off your bike, fall off your bike, keep getting back on. And one day, you know, you're going to ride that bike a little bit better, Jimmy. I don't know if that makes sense. But when you were, when we were talking about that kind of stuff, that's kind of what I think. I think, like, I don't know. You're never going to – you just got to keep trying, man. Keep trying to be a better person. Keep trying to get the job you want. Keep trying to check in with yourself. Know what's right for you. Keep trying to be better for others. Like, just try a little bit.
0: Yeah. And I find for me, I've just been trying to put myself – in the other people's positions. Right? Like I don't fully understand it because I haven't experienced what you've experienced, but I I'm willing to learn a little bit more and I just, you know, take a step back and listen for a bit to kind of form like a new opinion, you know what I mean? Um so, I don't know, just treat others how you want to be treated and if you feel like something seems wrong, then question it and You know, you could come out the other side saying like, I still have the same opinion I did, or your mind could be changed, but you have to be willing to have your mind changed in the first place. So,
1: yeah, I feel like that's a good place to wrap it up.
0: Let's wrap it up like Christmas Day.
1: Yeah. So thank you, everybody, for this uh, Sunday fun day with Ryan and I. We are have a little insight and Ryan, you want to tell the people where they can find
0: us? Yeah, so you can find us on Facebook, have a little insight. We are on Instagram as well, Halley Podcast. So it's H A L I Podcast. That's probably the the place we're the most active, I would say. And our email is have a at gmail dot com. And if you want to hear more stuff from us, you can go to our website, have a little
1: And we're probably going to be doing more of these Hangout episodes coming up. So if you have questions for us and you feel like putting us in the hot seat or there's things you want to know about, just use one of those channels because we'd love to hear from you.
0: And just as a little promo for stuff coming up, we do have a couple more interviews coming out. So we're excited about those. And we are working on getting a group together to do a women's roundtable.
1: So if you're interested in participating in that, we are looking for all different kinds of women, different ages, different nationalities, different backgrounds, experiences. Shoot us an email if you want to be involved and we'll hit you back. In the meantime, have a great week coming up. Thanks for joining us on this Sunday fun day and uh, cheers to you, everybody. Keep trying to be your best and take those risks and enjoy your life because as cliche as it sounds, you only get one, at least one that you remember
0: listen but don't listen at the same time you know what I'm saying oh take care everyone ciao